Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to the Super Chevy Bros podcast. I'm Cheval Price, um, and this is going to be a review episode for The Last of Us Part 2, which came out in June, um, and we've both been able to play it. We both um, got to review it um, in terms of, you know, in our own heads or whatever, but um, I actually ended up beating it before Shavar, so I'm recording this episode um, before, uh, obviously before it's published, but a little bit before it's published, talking about the game, reviewing the game. This is going to be kind of spoilery, not too spoilery, I'm not going to give big, you know, plot points or anything like that, but um, we're going to talk about the game in terms of, you know, should you play this or not, that kind of stuff, really. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you guys can, make sure to follow us on Twitter and all that stuff, at uh, Super Chevy Bro, Facebook, Super Chevy Bros. And yeah, we're just going to talk about it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, um, check out the cool gameplay. I have gameplay of me playing The Last of Us 2. So um, it's just me, you know, playing with the two different characters you play as in the game. And yeah, no, so check out that gameplay. It just kind of shows off the stealth mechanics, a lot of the more cinematic stuff. And how much of the game you really are just exploring things. It's not a nonstop, like, you know, action fest like some horror games have been known to be, like maybe the last few Resident Evils before 7 and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, um, first of all, I just want to talk about The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I really like this game. I, I dug this game a lot. I've been waiting for the first one. If you aren't aware, the first game was a PS3 exclusive that came out in 2013. It was one of the last games to come out on PS3 before the PS4 came out, which is why it was a more popular PS4 game, because um, it got remastered. A lot of people were able to get the, get it with their consoles. A lot of people... Um, you know, heard about it last generation, but waited for the new console to buy it, and as a result, it's become like, you know, I would say probably one of the top favorite PlayStation exclusives of the past 10 years or so. People have been waiting for this sequel for around six, seven years, and it's finally here. So yeah, The Last of Us Part 2 is everything The Last of Us Part 1 was, except crazier. Um, It is a lot of different you know, aspects of that apocalypse. You know, the clickers are still here. There's still plenty of, you know, bandits and everything like that. But it, it gets a lot more detailed. Um, first of all, the story picks up directly after um, the first game, which I really liked. A lot of games don't tend not to do that. And I didn't expect this one to do it. But, you know, this one literally picks up maybe a week or two after the end of the first one. And, yeah, so, I mean, just my general thoughts on the game is, you know, we had a lot of different discussion about how people called it Schindler's List and in a world of John Wicks and blah, blah, blah. But, listen, I mean, the game does, like, have this sense of hopelessness, this sense of moral ambiguity and despair. But, you know, it's not not fun. Like, there's there's plenty of John Wick-ish stuff. Actually, there's a Twitter account. I need to remember what it's called. But there's a Twitter account that actually, you know, does like crazy stuff in this game doing action because this is a very actiony game you know on top of the horror aspects but i would say it's more action than horror um it's, it's action and suspense i would i wouldn't say personally i don't find most of the games scary the games i find scary are like outlast or maybe like the older resident evils 
um, Dead Space. Like those are games I would consider actually scary. Dead Space One, Dead Space Two was a little more actiony too. But but yeah, um, that doesn't mean that the game isn't fun though. You know, the game is really fun. It takes a lot of those aspects of the stealth or you know gunning people people down. That last section in The Last of Us Part One, you know, where you storm through the hospital shooting everybody. You know that was kind of like a preview of how much gunplay you could have in the game and this game offers those options but it doesn't force you into it you get to you know choose your choose your path but more importantly you know i, I do want to talk about the gameplay first of all you know we'll talk about the story a little bit first but really what i like about it is that you can tell naughty dog the developers of the game they took things that they learned from other games like uncharted 4 and uncharted lost legacy um the gunplay things that they got from those games um the law the in Lost Legacy and Uncharted 4, there were open world sections, and they took those, and they basically copied and pasted, not copied and pasted, but, like, took those concepts, and if you've played those games before, you're like, oh, okay, this is the open world section before I move on to the rest of the game, and that's the beginning session with um, Ellie and Bina. So, yeah, um, if, overall, the game is definitely a next-gen game, it doesn't seem like it's dated. I actually just played the first Last of Us um, game right before I played this one with um, my girlfriend Haley. We beat it. Um, both played equal amounts of it, and I will say, I think the last one really did, um, the, the, the last one really did have, like, some really good gameplay that aged, I mean, it just, it was very simple, like, there were a few guns, you didn't really have to use most of them, the stealth mechanics were pretty easy to, not cheese, but, you know, get around, and, you know, you could, like, kill a guy, run around somewhere, hide somewhere, and you can do that a lot more in this one, but the enemies are smarter in this one. Um, yeah, on top of those open world sections, there's a lot more collectibles, there's a lot more world building, there's a lot more optional conversations than the first one, there's less blank space, um, which even though I know a lot of people say there's a lot of dialogue in the first one, this one is probably way more dialogue heavy, um, there were a lot of complaints when it first came out that the beginning section is sluggish, and I will say that for a tutorial, for a beginning section, I thought it was okay, especially since the game that the sequel hasn't come out in seven years, we need some, you know, reintroduction, but, um... But yeah, no, it's it's got a lot more. I think Last of Us Part 1, but just like doubled. Everything on it is doubled. The amount of guns is doubled. The things you can craft are doubled. There's different skill trees now rather than just different skills you can buy. Forge old, like, you know, oh, extra ammo, or you can pick this other thing up, or your listening distance is longer. It's like, no, no, you can make explosive bullets. You can make explosive arrows. You can do all kinds of different things. And they really did, you know, make sure they made the gameplay expansive. It's not a movie game. It's not like something where it's like, oh, we kind of changed things, but really you're here for the story. Um, and you're encouraged to use stealth a lot. Ellie and the other characters you use in the game, they have a lot of um, they have a lot of tools at their disposal. The shiv system is gone for Ellie, but, you know, you have other ways of doing that, using bricks, uh, stabbing people, things of that sort. But, you know... It, it really gives you different options because there's always, you know, a window or break. There's always infected to lead into the place. The infected are smart. You can feed the infected to each other. You can actually take a shambler. I'm sorry, not a shambler. You can take a runner and feed it to a clicker if you want to. Like, there are a lot of different strategies to distract the enemies this time. And there's a lot more um, nuance. Like, for instance, now the mines, you can't just throw the mines with their grenades now. Like, you know, you actually have to set the mines. There are dogs now who, you know, there's little quirks to them. Like, if you kill their owner, they stay where they are. Or, you know, if you get them to follow a trail, you can blow them up with a mine. And, you know, the game is pretty... The game is pretty rough, if you can kind of listen to what I'm saying about, you know, the kind of stuff you're doing, because... And I'll talk about it more. It has more to do with the story, but... You know, the death animations are a lot gorier than they were in the first one. Um, people's heads get blown off. People get 
blown to bits they get there's gore everywhere legs get blown off people choking on their blood if you like you know choke somebody out and they're in and you're in like shallow water they'll like choke on the water and like drown as they die they scream each other's names or they see each other get killed or they find each other's bodies like um and sometimes when you in combat sections the character will have like an option to like do like an execution on the other person like they're like begging for their life like no 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 like it's really like it's immersive because it fits the tone of the game which is very like you know revenge is maybe not the best thing to do and you know people all go through this weird apocalyptic struggle you know so who why are you better than them for what they're doing like that's kind of the that's kind of the big point of the game but like while that's being driven home you're killing people with names who like have who have like you know been living through this the same way ellie and abby and the other people in the game have been and you know it's it's pretty it's pretty uh it was one of the first things i noticed is people like yelling each other's names i mean like oh my god no like it wasn't just go get him and you know the enemy models are a lot different now it's just not the same old bald white guy or the black guy with the scruffy hair it's you know there are women there are more women now in the game there are more asian people in the game it takes place in seattle for the most part so that kind of makes sense and um it's really cool to see that they've upped the creativeness especially when it comes to the two clans in the game uh the scars and the uh, i'm sorry the seraphites <laughs> and um wolf or wfl wlf so you know it, it's cool because you see you get to see more of the actual lore of the game while you're playing like now you can see oh there aren't just fireflies like what happened to the fireflies after the end of the last game like you get to see that in action as you play and it's really fed to you through notes which i recommend if you play this game please read the notes the game will make a lot more sense and you'll be able to connect to things a lot better if you read the notes and yeah but but no great game to play um my only thing is that the pacing is a bit strange there are points where, um, so so not, you know, without spoiling it too much, you basically play through the first half of the game again um, as a different character, like, during the same time period. So it's not the same play, it's not the same, you know, areas and everything. That's not what's going on. But you basically play the game again, like, after you reach the climax point, right? Because there's a climax, and then you reach the climax, see what happens after the climax, right? But that's my only real problem. Oh my gosh, my cat. Stop that, Karen. That's my only real problem with um, the pacing is that, you know, I don't mind looking for things or finding things in the rooms. I love that because I love how, you know, disheveled the environments look and how, like, bad everything is. But, you know, after a while, I'm like, oh, shit, I want to know what happens next. Like, I really was invested in the story. But the last half of the game with Abby is fun enough to where I was pretty cool with playing it i was fine the game is i've seen people say the game's around 20 hours i think that that's an exaggeration it is a longer game though i would say it's around 16 hours to finish beginning to end especially if you're looking for things you're not just powering through every combat combat section and everything um as far as difficulty i think the game is perfectly difficult from normal um especially as you get upgrades and everything it gets a little easier but i know i never find it to be easy per se when i play it on normal Currently playing through Survivor Plus, which is New Game Plus, compliant with Survivor, the hardest difficulty in the game. And, um, yeah, it's a lot harder. Like, there's less ammo, there's less things to find. But it gives you a challenge to where you're like, okay, cool, I can actually, like, think through a lot of these things. Because there are sections of the game in normal where, like a lot of games, if you just throw a few grenades or shoot a few shotgun shells at something, you can get through it. So, yeah, um, 
yeah, and don't expect too many puzzles or anything. There are a couple puzzles. There are a few puzzles. It's mostly for safes that you can open to find things that you may have missed in the game earlier, like tra training manuals or to find other treasure, like, you know, ammo and stuff. But don't expect too many, like, you know, super-duper puzzles. Really, it's like reading things on the wall or, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, the combination is his birthday, so let me figure this out. Um, now, now it's for the story. Um... I'm not going to go all the way into the story because I'm not going to, you know, this isn't just, you know, the reveal all for The Last of Us. I mean, I'm sure you can find plenty of those. The original voice actors have their own roundtable about it, actually. But, yeah, um, I will say this game is a lot darker than the first one. The first one was dark enough. I mean, it starts with Joel losing his own daughter, and, you know, that's his whole thing with Ellie. Like, it's this, it sets up kind of a lot of those feelings for him. But this one, you know, starts with some of the same kind of brutality, the intro is a little longer, but, you know, that big set piece is put in pretty quickly. Um, and as you go on, you know, as you are Ellie, you're, you're kind of doing things you don't really agree with. You're killing people who don't really need to be killed. You're kind of just ignoring people. You're going about things the wrong way. And it's never like a choice thing. There are no choices really in the game. A lot of it is just you're on rails and you're playing Ellie's story as she's ignoring her friends. She's going the extra, the extra mile to brutalize people not just kill them or get revenge but to brutalize people and you know they they i really do like ellie it's just it's it's hard because this is one of those things where it's a it's a gray area character she's not just you know oh she's the hero so i gotta agree with everything she does which if you play video games like that you know it's not good but <laughs> yeah um they develop her more in terms of you know what's it been like since you know x amount of time has passed before the first section of the game after the first section of the game and you know she's a lot older she's around 18 or 19 i'm pretty sure um she has a relationship with another girl so they go into a lot more of her you know being a lesbian and stuff like that but they don't lean on it it's not like the only point it is a big plot point or rather like a big you know indirect plot point but um I like that they developed her more outside of she's this dumb little kid because she is a lot more like, you know, she's a little more mature. She's a little less jokey. You could tell she's been like hardened by the journey from the first game. Her and Joel's dilemma about, you know, does she know? Will she ever know? Which is kind of the whole story. That's kind of the question throughout the whole game. Does Ellie know that, you know, Joel did what he did at the hospital in the last game where he, you know, killed all the fireflies and took her out? And, you know, they may have been able to find a cure, and we may never know that. And that's the thing, is I was reading notes in the first game. This is just a story tidbit. And it's actually not proven that Ellie would have delivered the cure. It's been, it, it's kind of like a it, was a, it was a shot in the dark. So that's another aspect of the game that the player and Ellie kind of have to think about as they find out more information about what happened. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those games where I did have to stop playing it sometimes. Uh, Last of Us 1, I did the same thing. There's a section in Last of Us 1 where you meet this guy and his little brother, and then, you know, the little brother gets infected, and he has to shoot it, and then, you know, the older brother kills himself. And I remember that was a moment I was like, okay, I have to take a break for this game. Like, there's some tense stuff. There's some pretty tense stuff in this game like that, too. Most of it, is, I've seen darker things, mostly in the side notes. As far as story beats, it gets very dark. It gets very... Um, violent and gory um not like overly gory or anything but do expect to see like you know you know like dismemberment broken bones like just gory gory stuff um i mean there were cannibals in the first game so yeah i'm sure that <laughs> you guys know that but um yeah i, I thought that they really did up the diversity because now there's you know not just white people in the game it's a lot more people in general I know that there's like a point about that online but i feel like as far as a zombie apocalypse goes it kind of makes sense to represent who would be in that area because you know 
I'm sorry, not all white people are going to survive. Sorry, there's going to be other people. I feel like that's just common sense. Um, the game gets very tense as far as, you know, cinematic moments that force you to shoot. Like, and you know, there was the section in Last of Us 1 where you're hanging upside down shooting at zombies as they try to go after Ellie. And this game has multiple sections like that. There are multiple times where it kind of just puts you on your toes and, like, forces you to, you know, just really get into the moment and really, you know, make sure that you can lock in for whatever this gun battle is. Like, they give you unlimited ammo, and you got to just go for it. Or they're like, hey, you're underwater now, figure it out. And you can drown, but you got to figure it out. Um, I didn't like how they handled Wolf and the Seraphites. They kind of both sides-ismed them, you know, and they kind of both sides-ismed the fact that they resisted police state control because the police were coming in breaking stuff down and then people were like, I'm going to go kill them. And then, you know, of course, there was a line like this in Last of Us 1 as well, but LE2 was like, oh, they're all stupid. They're all just killing each other. Which, like, I get that. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of funny. And I get why that line is in there. It's because, you know, Ellie is not self-aware. She doesn't realize what she's doing. She thinks that, you know, going to kill these people can fix the problem that she finds herself with. But, um, you know, as far as Abby, I'm not going to spoil too much about Abby, but Abby's sections are great. I like Abby a lot as a character. Her character arc is really cool to see, especially because it's connected to the first game. Um, and as far as, you know, just world building overall, this game does a much better job. Read all the notes, check all the safes, read everything. It's still, you know, all the calendars still say 2013. It's it's really cool. So really, like, check out everything. Check out the faces and all the characters as things happen. Abby has a fear of heights, so whenever you're playing as her, look down and you know, the game has given special effects for that. So it's really cool. Um, I would say that, as far as the graphics, this is the best-looking PS4 game I've seen. Mm, yeah, no, period. It's it's really good-looking. I mean, right now I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, and that, I think that might topple it, but the faces in this game are a lot better than Ghost of Tsushima. So, um, yeah, no, it's a great game. Really, really do check out it. Check it out, if even if it is just to play it. I know that people don't really care about the stories sometimes, but Really, if you're an achievement collector and you're going to play through this multiple times, be ready for a journey. I'm sure it's a lot shorter if you skip the cutscenes, but the flashback sections, I'm sure you can't skip those, and sometimes I feel like those are just in the way, especially if you're trying to do a speed run. But as for cinematic sake, it's perfectly fine. I really liked the presentation of this game. It didn't hold back. There wasn't any like censorship stuff instead of, oh, they could have done this better, they could have done this worse. They have a trans character that they handle pretty well, not perfectly. I mean, they exist, that's about how great it goes. But they use that story pretty well. Um, really, really, no, really great gameplay in terms of, you know, how well it controls, how tightly it controls. And it, it shows you how to do everything pretty easily. And there's a lot more openness to how you can approach situations and how out-of-the-way collectibles are. So, yeah, really, really look forward to actually playing this game when you get it. Um... And this is just another tidbit. Play this game with headphones, seriously. Um, you can hear the clicks, you can hear the stalkers, which are the enemies you can't find on your radar, like whenever you do listen mode. You can, like, hear them in the background. It actually helps the game, you know, play better. Like, you can actually hear everything a lot better. Like, it makes finding enemies a lot easier. Um, and you really do get, like, an extra edge on what's going on in the game and it's kind of scary too especially when you're in the dark sections where you got to put your mask on or it's got all the spores around and you're trying to like navigate like those are the creepy sections that's great to have 
your um <laughs> your your headphones on for it. I will take that back from the center. I was like, oh, it wasn't that scary. There's some pretty scary sections in this game. Like, I'm like, okay, I would not play this in the middle of the night. Um, yeah, so that's The Last of Us Part 2. Personally, if I'm going to give it a verdict, I'd say I give it a 9 out of 10. It's my personal game of the year for PS4 this year. I'm not done yet with Ghost of Tsushima, but I'll let you guys know. Um, but if you're looking for a single-player experience that you can either play by yourself or play with your spouse or your friends or just kind of sit there and like pass the controller around or if you just want to sit in the dark play it by yourself get it out of the way and enjoy it i highly recommend this um always will recommend you play the first one i think if you have playstation plus within the past year or two you have the first one but no it's a great sequel i think it's better than the first one leagues better than the first one i th i think the first one has better pacing but this one is a better game overall but yeah, I totally recommend it, and as far as wrapping things up, and if I think they're going to milk this franchise, uh, I think they can do more with it, but I think that the story of Joel and Ellie and everybody else is over, which I'm glad about. I think they wrapped it up well, like they did with the Uncharted series, and I know that they can, I know that they can, you know, take this somewhere else, no, they probably will, but I'm glad that they wrapped this story up, because this is something that, you know, the ending of Last of Us 1 was on my mind for a while. And after those trailers came out years after, I was really wondering, like, wow, what the fuck is going to happen? And then, you know, all of a sudden, here we go. We have this excellent follow-up with, you know, a lot of emotion behind it. A lot of moments I personally cried. A lot of moments I was shocked at what I was playing. And towards the end of the game, I didn't want to keep playing, if that makes sense. There were times where I didn't want to keep pressing forward, but I did, and it was worth it. And... It's not a depressing game. It's not like at the end of the day, it's not depressing. It's just dark, you know. It's 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 a dark story. If you can watch those Netflix shows that have crazy amounts of violence and murder and stuff in them, you can probably handle this. I feel like people exaggerate how dark it is, but it is much darker than the first game, and it's a it's a wild ride. So, somebody who's beat it once and starting to beat it again um, on New Game Plus, I would heavily recommend this game. But yeah, no. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Check out The Last of Us Part 2. We're going to have a description. In our description, you click on our link. Support us uh, by buying the game uh, online. And check us out online. Uh, my Twitter is at Cheval P. Shavar's Twitter is at Shavar Price. Um, and our Twitter for the podcast is at Super Chevy Bro. We're on Facebook at Super Chevy Bros. Um, just find us on Facebook. We have cool stuff happening all the time. And we're going to be uploading more to YouTube. Recently, I uploaded all the past episodes to YouTube. So check them out. Uh, we, have a, we have one YouTube channel, and we will only upload to that one. There's two of them for some reason, but the one with the most video, that's ours. So check it out. Um, seriously, Last of Us Part 2, I think it got way too much flack. It got way too much pummeling on Metacritic. It's not a perfect game, but it, as somebody who likes well-done stories that may not be perfect but are pretty well done... I I enjoyed it. I have my I have my issues with it, but I mean I feel like if you don't have at least a little issue with some game you're playing, you weren't really enjoying the game. But I loved it. I think it's almost I think it's required for PS4 owners as well as The Last of Us Part One. Even if you don't, you know, gel with it, I feel like you should at least give these games a shot because they show what the PS4 can do and kind of what Sony is known for, which is single player, you know, really cinematic driven but gameplay heavy exclusives so yeah check us out um i all those social media things and i'll check you guys later on our next episode whenever shavar finishes going under construction and we're probably going to build a pc soon so 
that should be fun. But yeah, catch you guys later. Have a great whatever the hell day it is for you. Bye.